Welcome to Subject to Blackout. My name is Timo, and with me, as always, is Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? <laughs> I don't know if I lost you. I'm all right. How are you, Tim? <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> Get on video so I can see your dumbass. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, just so I know if you're fucking with me, you asshole. You only have like 45 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to Subject of Blackout. My name is Timo, and with me as always is Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? Fine, Tim. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Doing all right. I'm well, Tim. Uh, this is about the fourth time we've tried to record this pod. I'm pod. great. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're recording this a little late on the day where it would normally be released, but that was because of uh, basic delays, Stuff. and then and yep. then the Super Bowl got in the way yesterday. So shit happens. Yeah. Uh, we also aren't going to talk about the movie that I said we were going to talk about uh, last Suck week. Suck it. Yeah. Um, I hope you're disappointed. That movie was not on a streaming service that we paid for already. Uh, so Oops. Mike failed. Well, how how was I supposed to know that an already foreign movie was not in the Criterion Collection? You would think all Come foreign on. movies are there. Yeah. Are already foreign movie? Yeah. Totally. So Marco is in there. He is, I guess. I don't know. Because He's I've Chinese. never seen the movie. I believe you. With a name like that, I believe. Chunking Express? Sure. Gotta watch that. Uh. Uh, well, if this is not on Criterion, we're not going to watch it. <laughs> I found that out this week. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we decided that we were instead going to talk about something that we are already watching that just wrapped up uh, last week, and that would be uh, the Book of Boba Fett series on Disney+. Plus. Yes. And, and Mike, uh, what was... what? is your takeaway from book of Boba Fett now that season one is wrapped up? Uh, I guess it was cool. I would have really liked to see a lot more Boba Fett. Uh, I saw no books. saw very little Boba Fett. Just going to say that. There's not a single, not a single book the entire time. If there was a book, did you notice that? I didn't see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I was waiting for him to have like a naughty and nice list in a book and, and that be the book of Boba Fett. There is no book of Boba Fett. Or he has like a giant library and like Fennec Shan realizes that like he can't read. Yeah. And that she actually loves him and she teaches him to read. And then like all of the droids in Jabba the Hutt's palace, like become human again. <laughs> like, where I mean, it, it is a Disney show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was, uh, <clears throat> surprised and uh, you know i say disappointed like some of the show is really cool and fun but unfortunately it's none of the stuff with boba fett and i think that's a lot of people's general takeaway i think for the most part this has received mixed but slightly positive critical reviews like yeah mid 50s low 60s um and that's kind of how i feel about it but yeah it it felt like mando season 2.5 uh, especially when the Mandalorian was the main character of like two and a half episodes out of a seven main, episode series. It, like stuff happened where there were, there were two episodes that are like entirely Mandalorian focused, including like the Mandalorian music. It wasn't yes. even like they were using like the music for Boba Fett and very and, much Mando plot lines. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, and shockingly, those were the best parts of the season where you're like, this character rocks and Boba Fett kind of sucks. Um, yeah, he's kind of like old and shit. He's yeah. kind of like walking around collecting taxes and like 
asking people to vote for him. He seems like a lot more like a local official than like the most like hardcore bounty hunter of all time. Yeah. Like when I played with action figures, I didn't have my Boba Fett like go around to like Lego houses and just be like, just so you know, I'm protecting your brothel anyway. See you later. Like it's not even brothel. It's like water company. It's like, okay, all right, this, could we get to the cool stuff? yet and the show doesn't ever really want to get to the cool stuff and Boba Fett legendary badass because of how minimally he's seen and uh, just his visual uh, you know coolness for lack of a better word in in the original three movies or the two movies that he's in two movies and the two animated shorts that appeared in the Star Wars holiday special yeah and all of that badassery is just tossed out of the window and it's like I escaped the Sarlacc pit after who knows how much time and now I live with the Tuscans for some reason and that experience makes me want to be a daimyo which is like like you said like a glorified tax collector right yeah like his his motivations were unclear like when I think about science fiction movies where I've reached the end and I'm invested in literally no characters. I think of things like Battlefield Earth. Like, I don't think that this is bad. Like, Battlefield Earth is bad. Like, the shots are great. Costumes are awesome. Like, we know the characters. So, you know, we're mentally kind of like filling in details where the show is not doing it for us. But like, even after seven episodes, like, I'm not particularly invested in anybody's goals. I don't really care what happens to anybody. And like, I'm not saying that in a callous way. I'm just sort of saying that like, because the series was jumping around either from different time periods for Boba Fett in his case, or for sort of like different characters in the present, like giving Mandalorian a lot of screen time. Like I never really had an opportunity to really get, get to know anybody, get invested in their goals and really care what happens to them, which kind of like, it sucks to say, because obviously I like all these characters and I like the Star Wars stuff and I wanted this to kind of rock. But, like, it just was all over the place and didn't really have an opportunity to, like, offer a cohesive message. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck you. (laughs) If we don't have conflict, we will generate some. Yeah, I I think it was funny. Like, I was reading some stuff before we came on here today. And, like, I was reading through the critical reception and one person was like, Oh, yeah, so-and-so from, you know, AV Club or whatever was like, yeah, you know, that train sequence really reminded me of this movie. And I was like, oh, right, that train sequence happened. And that was awesome. But, like, so much boring, dumb bullshit happened that I forgot that was in this show. Like, for a seven-episode season where none of the episodes are longer than, like, 50-some-odd minutes, like, the fact that it feels four or five times longer than that. And that like episodes from the beginning feel like several months ago, if not longer, like that's just, that's a show that has bad pacing is what that tells me. It's tough because I think that for the most part, Disney's distribution system really works that there is in the case of like the Marvel stuff, there's a lot of like really strong continuity between episodes 
so you remember how things end and you're kind of like ready to see you know the conclusion of a cliffhanger every single week in the case of something like the mandalorian it kind of works in the same way that x-files used to where it's like a mixture of monster of the week episodes and canon episodes and so those are kind of like easier to follow from week to week for some reason because this was so disjointed it was more difficult to follow from week to week because it was unclear where it was going. So yeah, you do end up forgetting a lot of details. Like the first three or four episodes were kind of focused on like Boba Fett uh, goofing around with the Tusken Raiders and like learning their ways and stuff. Um, I, despite having watched all those episodes on time, like I did kind of forget about it. And like one of the key elements of what he learned from the Tuscan Raiders comes up at the end of episode seven in this sort of like standoff. And like I wasn't anticipating it and I didn't. It's something that I if it was so important, it should have been like at the front of my mind to expect it would sort of like come into play. And it wasn't even something I was really even thinking about. So I had the same reaction to a I know exactly what you're talking about. And I had the same reaction to a different aspect of the last episode where it's like, Oh, yeah, that happened in this season. I can't believe I forgot about it. And that's the right. Rancor. Um, oh, yeah, the Rancor. Yeah. Like, like the when Rancor- did he learn how to ride that? Where's Danny know. Trejo? Yeah, I, do, I don't know how or when any of that happened. Yeah. Uh, I bet that was cool. Too bad we didn't get to see any of that. Glad no. we had all those those <laughs> those flashbacks. It Yeah, it felt like, in hindsight, it feels like, a season where they had a bunch of stuff that was like, oh, he should do this at some point. Oh, he should do this at some point. And like they made the bare bones structure so that they could do those things. But again, like a a better structured story, a a better uh, paced story gives you those breadcrumbs along the way. So it's not just like, oh yeah, he has a rancor. It's like, Oh, you know, the previous episode, we saw him riding it and, you know, getting bucked off. He must have figured out how to ride it now. And like growth of a character. But instead, it's just A and B instead of ABC. Do you remember like, do you remember in Mandalorian season one where that 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 cool ass pig guy, the the I have spoken guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you just have that name right there. Okay. He's Um, he's an Ugnot. That's his. I don't remember his name. He is an Ugnot. Okay, that's racist. I but do not anyway, remember Ugnot. <laughs> it's racist. Um, I don't. I don't see race. It's specious. There are the, different species. Do you remember the gentleman who had the yeah two like space cows? Nick Nolte. Nick yeah. Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Do you remember? So oh, he had like I'm the two racist. the two legged space cows, and then he was kind of like with Mandalorian. He was all like to ride them. You must have the respect, and you're like. Yeah cool like we missed out on all that kind of dumb shit with him like learning to ride the rancor like all these cool ass lines that could have like just flown out there like really cheap ass lines yeah instead that we would have loved nick nolte it's and it could Danny Trejo. i know instead of just having a bit role where he's like they're they're loving creatures and like that's the only fucking like lines he has like yeah give danny a couple scenes over the season it's danny yeah. fucking trejo he can act yeah he's fine and then i mean you know he's like pretty trumpy by the way he's like should probably be canceled but like we'll talk about that that's a different that's when we do spy kids but, I, yeah, I, i've stopped caring uh, about who's a trumper or not i just don't <laughs> give a shit anymore super trumpy danny trejo um i think 
another thing that we should talk about I mean, aside from like that kind of wasted episode that was all just sort of like watching a new starfighter take off and land, um, which was basically all of Phantom Menace, if we're being honest. So basically rehash of Phantom Menace. But everybody loves that movie. Let's talk about Luke Skywalker and how we feel about Luke's not just Luke Skywalker's involvement in the book of Boba Fett, but also sort of like where he's at as like a dude, because I'd like to start this off and point out that when we we meet Luke Skywalker again with baby Yoda, because for some reason he had to be in this series. Luke Skywalker does not yet have a Jedi school right now. He's just some guy on like a, a forest planet running around with a baby, trying to convince his baby to join his religion. Hey, Hey, and it's weird. He's also got ant robots building his Jedi Academy. And yeah, where did he get the funding for that? You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi mind trick. You don't need to worry about that plot hole. The ants were just there waiting for a Jedi to ask them to build a temple. Let's let's go with that because that's how little the story cares to tell you about any sort of background information. Like, right. It's just like, nope, we're going to have Luke Skywalker. Well, how? Why? What are the means of you know his uh, acquiring this location no we the story doesn't give a fuck about any of that uh he's hanging out with ahsoka tano who is actively not a jedi but she's cool with him and she knows his dad who he kind of sort of killed <laughs> um yeah she also kind of like vividly has firsthand memories of how her dad and her former jedi master massacred younglings and um hunted down all of the existing jedi across the galaxy so but she seems she seems cool chill. with him yeah she seems cool uh and pretty psyched about him starting a jedi academy despite hating the jedi and thinking that they're dumb right uh, and, pro- and probably she, she justifiably also, yeah she also seems entirely fine with luke using the same rigid methodologies that led anakin towards becoming darth vader in the first place she sent the Mandalorian away, and all he did was show up with some like cute little chainmail. <laughs> Just wanted to give him a shirt <laughs> that would protect him against lightsabers. And Luke is like, "Whoa, you need to leave. You are not his designated guardian. <laughs> uh, your co- child can't be around you because he might love you." Because of my religion that no one else belongs to except for me on this barren planet. Oh, and technically my sister from the last Star Wars movie, but she's not here right now because she's not we here. didn't get her likeness right. Right. <laughs> but she, she, according to that movie, was his first trainee. So I guess she's already trained and off somewhere. She could do stuff. And, yeah. and Baby Yoda's number two. Or maybe he trained one of the ant robots. <laughs> one could've of been. them's a Jedi. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, there's a lot wrong uh, with... Yeah, I need less Luke Skywalker in all of my Star Wars stuff. Yep. Uh, I love Mark Hamill, but he's no longer Luke Skywalker. Uh, they don't have him do the voice or the in-person acting like they did right. for Mando season two. Right. Uh, this is now an entirely deep faked, and it was kind of deep faked uh, face before in Mando season two. But now it's entirely deep faked because they hired the guy who released a YouTube video after the Mando season two episode came out. And he's like, I can do this better with my computer at home. 
So Disney hired that guy, and that's who's doing the face this year, and that's why it's better. And uh, he apparently is not even voiced by Mark Hamill like he allegedly was in Mando season two. So now it's just some dude doing a Luke Skywalker impression. So it's like, all right, not Sebastian Stan, just get, some guy. Nope, just some guy. Just get all of that out of my Star Wars. I just I don't need Luke Skywalker anymore. Um, and yeah, he's a dick. You know, he's making yeah. a child decide in between like the closest thing he said to a parental figure and like getting superpowers, <laughs> which like, he already has. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to use them. Like, uh, I mean, who's Luke Skywalker to explain how to use them? <sighs> Fuck that. Like, what did, he, what did he do? What are his accomplishments? Who is this guy? I don't, Fuck that guy. Star Wars is so fucking because they tried to focus on this one fucking family, which by this one fucking family, I mean, really just a father and a son. <laughs> yeah. And also this one fucking planet. Like yeah. for a backwater for nothing happens literally literally like Tatooine seems to be the sort of geopolitical center of the universe certainly like, what is shit not stories. happening that's yeah that's not around Tatooine yeah no it's kind of ridiculous that you know the Star Wars fans just have to take these things that were said as facts in the main series of movies in the 70s and even in like the 2000s and like just take these facts and throw them away because they're legends. not true. Right. Um, but it's not even legends. It's like stuff that they said in the movie, like, oh, uh, you know, Tatooine is a backwater. No, the Empire would never be here. And yet we see after the Empire's downfall that they had stormtroopers there. Um, yet everything fucking happens on Tatooine. You just have to take it and be like, oh, they were wrong. Tatooine is not a backwater. It's just... It's the place where everything happens in this series of TV and movies. Because we're about to get a Kenobi story that's going to be set on Tatooine. Um, you know, th this Book of Boba isn't going to leave Tatooine anytime soon. It seems like Mando has strong connections to Tatooine. Like, we're just going to constantly be focusing in on the least interesting aspects of Star Wars because of member berries. And it's going to be entirely about the Luke Skywalker and his philosophy of Jedi and Tatooine and fucking Boba Fett and all the characters that you remember instead of what they should have taken away from Mando, which is that give us new characters and you don't even have to reference the force like a lot just like give us cool space cowboy samurai ronin and like that's enough like instead they're like oh hey we're gonna put in a couple teasers and then they just turn those teasers into hey you remember this guy and now it's full full on we're back to the problems with the fucking third trilogy which is just like, let's just cram in everything that you remember and do nothing new or exciting. Right. I mean, that said, I'm really excited for Kenobi, but all good points. And another thing, those dudes changed the name of that Moss City to Freetown. That's Freetown's dumb. a stupid name. It's a dumb name. Fuck Freetown. And then there's a post-credit There's a post -credit guy and like Cobb Vanth is in the, the back to tank. Like, I don't care. Why does Boba Fett give a shit about Cobb Vanth? Yeah, fuck that guy. Who cares? He didn't even he didn't even come like to help you, Grant, because he, he was died. dying. Yeah. 
But like whatever. We've seen him like twice. Like who cares? And then Cad Bane, who's like fucking rad, gets like five minutes of screen time and like goes down like a bitch. Gets murked. What the fuck is that? Uh I thought he was gonna be the one in the back to tank when they were like, the back to tank is full right now. I was like, oh, he put his former mentor in there, Cop Vance, because, you know, it's like Luke and Vader. He senses some good in him or, or some use of him. And then they showed Timothy no, Oliphant. No, just dead. I was like, yeah. I like Tim Oliphant, but, like, this Cat doesn't make cool. sense. Why couldn't he just be, like, shot and getting better on his own? Like, yeah. why couldn't he just have, like, a badass car and he's like, I don't have back to tank. I'm not rich yeah, like you, or, Boba Fett. Or just, like, a, you know, like a... Just like some gauze, you know, like, yeah. oh, I got hurt. Space gauze. You know? yeah. Space gauze or like a, like a cast. I don't know. Or like crutches. Yeah. Because like, um, like, at no point did I think Timothy Oliphant's character was dead. Because they yeah. were like, as they cut away from the scene where he gets shot, they're like, go get me a med kit. And he's like on the ground, like kind of rolling over. It's yeah, like, he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't like shot in a vital place. He was no, shot, like it, in the shoulder or something. It was clear the deputy got murdered, and that yeah. Cobb Vanth was just hurt, and that was going to be the motivation for the citizens of Freetown, with, again, Freetown. stupid fucking name, um, <laughs> to go help Boba Fett. It was like okay, good storytelling, and then they're like, wait till next year when the book of Cobb Vanth comes out and four of the nine episodes are going to be entirely about Mando and Cobb Vanth won't be there. And, you're like, mm-hmm. and it's going to be all on Tatooine. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God, please stop doing the same thing over and over. So yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I would say, I would say if you had to sit down, this, this is one of the rare cases where I would have preferred all the episodes to be out at the same time. I think yes. if you haven't watched any of it, I think if you sat down and watched, if you binged it, it would be fine. Yes. Yeah, this this series, I think it's fair to say, is the worst Marvel or Star Wars like live-action series that they've released so far. Um, in that, I mean, it has story problems. It has yep. structure problems. Yep. Like, just tell me the story of Boba Fett in chronological order because half of the season doing two storylines at once and then not having a narrative significance for doing that other. Yep. Yeah. It just, it felt stupid. Um, story shouldn't have felt rushed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just direction issues. We are actually together the other day and I was telling you like the, the chase scene with the mods, like, whatever a lot of people didn't like the mods look i love called them the power rangers like whatever i don't people just don't like color anymore that's bullshit but yeah i I, I understand the problems with that chase scene the chase scene looks horrific um just bad directing uh bad editing um and then like yeah i mean just every aspect of it was just sloppy and the only parts that really felt coherent and well done were the parts where it was all about Mando because they they have a strong story and a strong character and motivations and conflicts from that series to make a good storyline. And then they let Bryce Dallas Howard direct those episodes. And holy shit, Bryce Dallas Howard knows how to fucking 
work a story and yeah, and shoot great. a story and yeah those those episodes are so much better than the early season that's done entirely by robert rodriguez and i just thought was a slog to get through there was some cool mm. stuff like the train sequence yeah um, or danny trejo and i don't you bumped up against the uh tuscan stuff way more than i did um because you hate i Tuskins. just don't think they're yeah i just don't think they're people <laughs> think they should be wiped out like you and, and the, uh, the, the sand women and the sand children yeah <laughs> like animals yeah um yeah but i i kind of dug that shit and i didn't give a fuck about him walking around most Eisley being like i'm the new guy but i'm gonna be nice about it it's like every no it, you're a badass yeah, yeah like be a fucking badass so and it's not even like he was like well now that i'm here like i'm bringing the tuscan raiders in we can have a sense of togetherness no. like, they don't even show up and that's Man, another... i don't think we i don't think we like this no. i have a feeling that we didn't like this no but that's the problem is there it. i think we just no. wanted to like it did we like it i don't think we liked it uh no i did not like it yeah we didn't I, like it okay. i don't i don't think it was horrible i do think parts of it were really bad but i love <laughs> the mando stuff because right. because i love cool. the mando show right and you know i keep accidentally calling the show mando because it felt more like a mandalorian season i was about to call it the mandalorian when you introduced it i'm glad you nailed it as the book of boba fett i was yeah. like oh right yep yeah right that's what this is called but like yeah. you you know what this should have been fucking called the mandalorians and then it's just about boba and mando and you could do that the whole fucking season and interweave those stories better but no they just went this weird like we're going to have a little parenthetical Mando subplot in the middle of the season. And for two full episodes, Boba Fett is in one scene and has no spoken lines. It's called the Book of Boba Fett. Granted, there's no book. There's also no Boba Fett. This is bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah. I mean, we'll watch season two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but only assuming that there's going to be more Mando shit in it that is going to be great. Which, like, also, if you didn't want to watch this, like, if you're a Mando fan and you're like, I don't need to watch Book of Boba, you do need to watch Book of Boba because significant Mando shit happens yes. in this series. Yeah. There are important plot things. So, yeah, you do have to sit through it. I don't think we like this, Mike. No, I think we... I mean, I guess I'm I'm glad we talked about it because I found out we didn't like it. But it, I wish I could have just lived in the illusion that I just didn't understand it. Unfortunately, oh well. yeah. Unfortunately, we can't live in that illusion any longer. So uh, why don't we take a quick little break, uh, recuperate, and come back and, and talk about some things that we do like. Next week on Subject to Blackout. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's cool runnings time. That's right, next week Mike and I decided to honor the Beijing Winter Olympics like we were supposed to honor them this past week. And although we won't be watching Raise the Red Lantern, we will be watching a film just as critically and culturally acclaimed. We'll be watching 1993's Cool Runnings. And when it ended up being John Candy's last film before he died, Cool Runnings centers around a team of Jamaican sprinters who are recruited to become their nation's first ever entrance into the Winter Olympic sport of bobsled. 
After almost being laughed out at the 1988 Calgary Games, this team of misfits decides to persevere through the mockery and disbelief of the world to show that they have the true heart of the Olympic ideals, perseverance through adversity, and a love for their home country. So join us next week as we watch Disney's Cool Runnings, which is available streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, all right, Mike, that was Book of Boba or or Mando Season 2.5. And uh, yeah, we yep. didn't like it. Mm. Didn't like it. So I talked to you about this the other day, and I, I was I was hoping to hold off and, and prevent telling you from the movie I watched Friday night. And, yeah, you, uh, but you did. You prematurely shot that wad. You looked it up once I told you to the director because I was having so much fun teasing you. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, whatever. That shouldn't be sexual, okay? I did say shot my wads. Yeah. <laughs> In a metaphorical sense. Hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I I watched uh, The Mask of Zorro recently. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Anthony we, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, yeah. uh, and others who are less famous. Yes, but the big others. three. And in in a unique twist for the '90s, the enemy are just sort of like American white people. They're not. It's not just like British Americans. It's not like one of them is American, and we're pretty. He comes off as he fought for the South in the Civil War. <laughs> he's a dick. He's certainly a dick. Yeah, and a racist. He is also a racist, but he's happy to work with the Spanish overlords. Which, if you consider Spaniards white, then yes, he is also white. Uh, Racial politics were different at that time. Uh, the, uh, in 1998 or in 18 whatever. Both. Both. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, our 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 main, the original Zorro, uh, portrayed by Anthony Hopkins, uh, yes. is is supposed to be Spanish. He's instead played by a Welsh actor. His daughter, who would be well, Californian or Mexican, is played by Catherine Zeta Jones also welsh and <laughs> antonio banderas who would be a native californian slash mexican uh is spanish so it's mm. so uh, there mm. is some whitewashing but it was 1998 it was a different time and uh anthony hopkins is one of my favorite actors of all time so i will forgive that and yeah, Catherine, Z- Catherine zeta jones and antonio banderas are the two hottest people in the world in 1998 and That's this true. movie is steamy this is a romantic hot movie these doesn't people he slice her clothes off he slices her clothes off at one point yeah. she doesn't yeah. seem horrifically off put by it Man, <laughs> um, i can't believe i saw that movie with my parents they danced very sexually at one yeah. point uh in front right, of everyone right. making everyone jealous um right. and anthony hopkins is just cool with antonio Banderas trying to bang his daughter um yeah he, he doesn't to encourage it he doesn't try to stop him when he's hitting on this girl who he doesn't know is anthony hopkins daughter right but he's just like it's all part of the plan yep that works for me it's like okay and then Antonio Banderas do sword stuff he's gonna bang my daughter i'm gonna get her back question mark <laughs> he does Cal- kind of, california's of. gonna become a state later uh, uh california becoming a state is actually the bad guy's plot it would yes. become its own country um Oops. The, the country of California. Spoiler. Uh, spoiler, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen. Yeah. It doesn't. In, instead, the bad guys got killed by the gold that they were going to buy California with. Um, yep. But yeah, no, this is a great movie. Which is surprisingly common in like the 1850s. 
Uh, all the time. You wouldn't, but, you wouldn't believe how often that happened. But people just killed by gold. Yep. That's where Goldfinger got his idea. Uh, one of the my favorite parts of this movie, and I, I told you this the other day, was I was looking for sort of in an action-adventure movie because I was in the mood to watch a Jackie Chan film. But I couldn't find any Jackie Chan film that I hadn't seen already or looked terrible on a streaming service that I owned. And on Netflix, I came across The Mask of Zorro, and I was like, all right, this movie's good, as I recall. Um, Let's watch it and see if it holds up. Absolutely does. Uh, It's really excellent. There are a shit ton of great fight scenes. And... One of my favorite things is like there's there's a tiny smidgen added to this film by director Martin Campbell of uh, like what's it called mythical surrealism or uh, magical realism magical realism okay. magical Where, realism like, the mask yeah. of Zorro tell me more uh, like every time something like badass happens like an explosion yeah. or like something gets set on fire like a wildcat roar just happens. Like I, I will have to go. Back. It's not subtle at all, but like a I'll bomb go will go off and you'll just hear like, Row! and you're like, what the fuck was that? But it's awesome. It just makes it better. Like I will go look. Zoro will like slice a Z that. in a guy's neck and it'll just, Row! you're like, why is this happening? But yeah, it Zorro makes everything fox. better. Do foxes make noise? Uh, I mean, it is clearly a cat sound. Do foxes speak Spanish? See, uh, I, foxes make noises, not noises like you hear in this movie when an explosion right. goes off. But like there's explosions, there's horse stunts, uh, there's a ton of practical stunts because this yep. is is post CGI can do almost anything because um, it's 1998. But like Martin Campbell. And I, I again, I talked to you this talked about this with you the other day. Is the director of GoldenEye, which helped turn around the James Bond franchise in 1995, then went on to do Mask of Zorio next. He also went on to do Casino Royale in 2006 and turn around the Bond franchise a second fucking time. <laughs> like, Martin Campbell can direct a movie. He's He's got some stinkers in him, but it mm-hmm. makes me want to watch 2017's The Foreigner because that stars Jackie Chan. And that's exactly what I was looking for when I saw this movie. And and yeah, now I'm like hyped. And I hope that every time Jackie I'll Chan kicks it. somebody, I'm kind of hoping there's like a lion sound or maybe an or elephant. Like a, or like a gong. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's a little on the nose racist uh, in the way that the cat sound <laughs> isn't as far as I know. But uh, yeah. Or like a panda. That sounds. Whatever pandas make. Panda sound. <laughs> I don't want to have sex. <laughs> That's the noise they make. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I think that would uh, it would be cooler if random noises were generated by Jackie Chan's kicks uh, in the same way that this movie does the the cat sounds. Do you remember the Derek comedy uh, guns in a world where <laughs> guns don't sound like they normally yeah. do? Do you mean like that? Yes, but like there's also a gun noise underneath it. So there's the explosion of a gun and then also just like quack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that would make uh, that would heighten the action for me. So, yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe the foreigner but with Jackie Chan directed by Martin Campbell is something we can check out in the near future. But uh, 
for now, that was that was my wonderful revisit of the Mask of Zorro. And oh, one more thing. Mask of Zorro is so much Batman. And obviously Batman stole from it is Zorro. Batman. But like he literally has a bat cave at the beginning of this movie. Does have a bat cave. I remember that, yeah. And he dresses in a black mask and wears a black cape. And He's just like is, West Coast Batman. And is a rich guy helping out the lower class by fighting crime of other rich guys. And his parents um, are dead. And his parent, well, like, yeah, I mean, Antonio Banderas is pretty, or not Antonio Banderas, uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins is pretty old. He's so. old, so his parents for sure dead. Oh, yeah, but I don't know if it was tragic or, like, old age. Um, right. But, yeah, like, and he's he training. T- he won't talk about it. And he's, like, training Nightwing, you know, to become yeah. the next Batman. Like, it's 100% Batman. And, again, Batman ripped off Zorro. That's why I think in the comic books. He's going to see the 1940s film Zorro when his parents get murdered. I think you're um, right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is just like, I knew there was overlap in the stories a little bit. But when Anthony Hopkins rides his black horse into a bat cave, I was like, and there was like training circles like the uh, the 90s Batman where they had like the the ship rise up on the, like the circular platform, like his car <laughs> rise up. I was like, this looks exactly like the mid 90s. Yeah, uh, I mean, Batman. it was it was yeah, it, it was the era, the era for that. So, yeah, that's cool. Was, yeah, I have to go back. But he, is, he is like a West Coast Batman. Yeah, like 18th century West Coast Batman. Yeah, that's, it's badass. There's lots of cool sword play in this movie and uh Awesome, 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 very fun film. All right, Mike, did you, uh, I know we've both been fairly busy over the past week, but is there any other media you consume besides Boba and and my consuming of Zorro? Uh, Kanye West's Instagram. I've been consuming the the hell out of that. It's great Uh, because you could just check it every three or four hours and it gets, there's some like wilder shit and it's it's all going to be in caps. Well, and Netflix <laughs> knew that they had to capitalize on it because right before we jumped on this podcast, they announced and released a trailer for a new three-part documentary about Kanye. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm so excited. And it's about uh, one of his close friends when he was breaking into the business recording him at that time. And uh, it's clear that they had a falling out shocking with Kanye. Uh, sure. That they had a falling out over the last, uh, you know, couple of decades. Uh, and yeah, they were like, oh, what? Kanye's going insane. And we're releasing that in two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah Netflix yeah. has been watching the Instagram as well. I like so. Yeah, for I guess for no one really quick for, for people that aren't up to speed. Uh, Kanye divorced and his wife is dating Pete Davidson the male version of a manic pixie chick and he's very upset and so he's doing things like trying to pay some of pete davidson's colleagues at snl to leave snl to spite him i guess he's he's making a bunch of wild posts like of pictures of him telling people that his account hasn't been hacked which i think is a stupid way to go he can always just be like wow i can't believe someone hacked me my Instagram. <laughs> He's like the thing that I loved yesterday was he was he was at the Super Bowl. He was at the Super Bowl with his children, but the entire time was on Instagram writing in all caps about how he loves God and the Super Bowl. 
and it's getting his family back and pete davidson is a piece of shit it was awesome <laughs> highly recommend it highly highly recommend following kanye west right now he's having he's, a bad time he's having a, he's having a very entertaining yeah. bad time yeah uh for those of us who have followed Kanye West's career, this is not terribly surprising. It has been a while since he's gone uh, crazy on the internet himself. And yeah, yeah. It's been at least um, it's been a year. Yeah, since he ran for president. Yeah. I that was a while ago. That was like five years ago. But no, that was that was very recently. Was that, that just 2020? Like a year and a half? Uh, yeah, that was twenty twenty. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember when he ran for president until he realized that he had to fill out like one piece of paperwork in Florida and he's like, okay. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. They got me, guys. I can't just fill out a form. Uh, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, and before that, there was the Taylor Swift feud um, yep. where he jumped up on stage and was just rude uh, and then caught Taylor Swift in a lie <laughs> and outed her. Do you remember that? It, where she's it, yeah. like, he referenced her in a song and basically said like she was still trying to fuck him or whatever. And she's like, I think what Kanye did with that lyric was disgusting. And he's like, bitch, I got you recorded saying that you thought it was funny. <laughs> so I don't know if you knew about this, but just in like in the last year, the actual full recording of that conversation they had came out and the recording that was released years ago had been doctored. Oh, that's crazy. So she wasn't wrong the entire time. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Kanye so, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just terrific. Yep. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, if you're bored and looking for something to do and don't want to pop in a movie, just go to Kanye's Watch Instagram Kanye. feed. All right, Mike. Well, I think that does it for this week on Subject to Blackout. For those of you listening along, you can head on over to subjecttoblackout.com to reach out to us, and you can find all of our links to our socials, including Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on any of those. And lastly, you can find Mike on Instagram and Twitter at Name Taken Podcast. Mike, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim.